This is an SJC Radio production. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode four of season eight of Bitstop. Joined at present by Ed. Good, e- good evening, Ed. Evening, sir. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm also very good. Well, it's half term uh, now. So, have you been spending your your days? Um, well, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm very busy with with a lot of homework at the moment, but I'm sort of making my way through that slowly. I'm going to Oxford tomorrow for the day, uh, and then sort of uh, quite quiet the weekend. So. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a quiet one. Well, that's nice. Um, hmm. So Oxford, have you been to Oxford before? No, I haven't, no. They've My got first a very, time. They've got a very nice uh, sort of indoor market. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. I'd recommend going there. I've been there a few I, times. I spoke to my, I spoke to my form tutor about it last week, and he, he think I think he mentioned somewhere, somewhere similar. So yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely city. Um, yeah, I haven't been doing a huge amount. Um, no, I've been taking it quite leisurely, really. Uh, excellent. Okay, so let, let's um, move on to news. There's been, I think, there's been quite a lot of Formula One stuff the last week or so. Ed, anything mm-hmm. caught your eye in particular? Well, there's been a lot of um, car releases out in there recently. Yes. Lots over the last week or so. Yeah. Um, and one today in particular that I quite like to talk about, the Mercedes. I mean, it's certainly caught my eye. I think it's a, a beautiful looking car. Um, I, I don't know about you, sir. What, what do you think about it? Well, they're, they're back. They're back in their black colour scheme, aren't they? Indeed, yes. I rather like the silver. Well, I prefer the silver arrows, mainly because, and I've said this so many times before, there are so many dark cars aren't there the red bull is yep. sort of dark blue that's almost black you've got a black yeah. mercedes uh it seems you know the, uh, other cars which had a bit more color now there's more black appearing on those cars i like to see a very colorful grid but but you you you, you obviously like it yeah well i think a lot of teams are from what i've seen are using sort of darker colors a lot of black on their liveries because apparently you're saving weight and it helps wow. the performance of the cars. So, so actually, the McLaren, which was released yesterday, that's a lot blacker than than last year. There's less of the orange, less of the blue, more of the black. 
which is which I think looks quite nice. It's very similar to last year's, but so, I think it's a slight this, improvement. This is a weight saving thing then. It's basically not using paint. Uh, yeah. Well, it might be something like just the the paint is lighter because I don't know. They might not have to use as many coats or something yeah. to to get the color. I don't know. I mean, I'm not I, an I expect expert there's, on. I expect there's paint, something in that because, because all the teams are doing it, aren't they? Look, look, look well, at the, yeah. the, the McLaren, that lovely papaya colour they had, or that they've got, mm. but the amount of papaya on, on the car is, is is less than it was last year, which was less than the previous year. So there must be yeah. a, a good reason why they're, they're not using these colours yeah. as much. I saw... I agree. I saw a Williams, was it last week now? Whether that was a livery reveal or the car reveal, I'm not sure whether it was both. Um... I think early on these will be mostly just livery reveals. Well, Although it, I, I wouldn't have thought Williams would have too much to give away. If it was a livery reveal, it wasn't a very know. interesting one because the livery looked the same as last year's. Oh yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. there was a golf. A very, I think there was a golf sorry, on the nose, but that that was the only. Um, I can have a look. Um, I think there might be. I can't see from this. Angle. I think that that was the only difference that there was oh, yeah. a golf. There was a golf stick. Yeah, so just in front of the halo, there's a there's a golf logo. Yeah, which is quite quite nice. But a lot yeah. of the liveries this year have been very similar, especially the the Aston Martin. Well, I don't know if you've seen that one. I have. I mean, it's I, it's it's identical. If you if you put last year's Aston Martin next to this year's Aston Martin, I don't think anybody could tell tell, tell the difference no. between the two. It's it's a shame in some ways because you know I, I know I sound terribly boring, you know, harking back to the 1980s, but it was so exciting in the 80s. You know the start of every season because when the cars were were revealed, they were completely different from the previous years. I saw the Ferrari, some video of the Ferrari testing, and okay, the color scheme was very slightly different, but but otherwise, um, it, it looked the same as last year's to me. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, all the cars have been have been very similar so far, and um, I think the one that's had the the biggest difference from last year would be the Haas. Um, because yeah. of the new sort of like title sponsor, I, I guess. Because a yeah. lot of them just nothing's really changed yeah. since since last year. So there's no there's like no reason for them to change it. But bearing in mind that the cars really look the same as the previous year, I'm surprised they don't radically change the livery. And maybe that's why Mercedes have changed their livery from silver to black because it does look different, yeah. doesn't it? Um, yeah, but as you say, with Aston Martin, with the same livery, it just it just looks identical. We've just been joined by Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, how are we doing? Sorry, yeah, mate. What, what have you been up to? Well, I was eating, and then I was like, oh, "That's I've a got surprise." Yeah, surprise. Uh, I looked at, it, I thought I got pit stop in about five minutes, and then well, I brought out uh, the macaroons, and that was sort well, of game over. Joe, normally you you eat whilst you're doing it. You, you, well, I've still got some of my macaroon left. I've, I've eaten quite a few of them. And that's all got been, carried away. What have you been up to uh, the last few days, Joe? The last few days? It was my birthday on Tuesday. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes. Happy birthday um, for that, yeah. That's great. Apart from uh, mum got COVID, so I had to stay uh, oh. inside. Okay. Oh, dear. It, meant, uh, it meant I had some nice lazy day. I mean, I didn't have to do very much. Well, so okay. that was the plus side of it. Uh, but yeah. it was nice. Um, and enchiladas. I love it. It's probably my favourite meal. Um, nice. So yeah, it's good. excellent. I was just talking about um, Formula One reveals. Uh, Joe, you're you're kind of all over that. What's yeah, been... I love I love the new Aston Martin. I say new. Oh, 
I just I love the Aston Martin. I think it looks so good. Well, we were just saying we thought it looked the same as last year's, but you think yeah, it, it doesn't. Different? It does. It does. Uh, but I just think it looks great. I think I read I love the I British reading, racing green. I was reading an interview with um, oh sorry, who's the Red Bull man again? Remind me, Christian Horner. Horner. And he was saying that that he thinks that Aston Martin might be a major contender this year. I don't know why he says that. Because <laughs> Alonso's in the team. I, that 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 that. Don't doubt be, the Aston. Don't doubt the Aston. That that might be a factor, but but he seems to think Aston Martin, you know, could uh, make make a major step forward. Well, that would be nice. Be nice to have some some different teams up at the front. Yeah. I think it'd be nice to to see sort of like three or four teams competing for that. Like, like I guess it's the the fourth spot. Yes. Because so you got Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes there, so we'll clear out in front. But yeah. you got teams like Alpine, AlphaTauri, McLaren, Aston Martin, who are all sort of fighting for that people. It would be spot. nice to see one of those teams bridge the gap. You know, between the be. midfield and yeah. the, and those leading three teams. I just want to see a little bit more variety up front, if possible. Um. Has anything else caught your eye this week? I imagine it probably hasn't because it's it's been about just launches, isn't it? It's just been, that's all that's all it's been really. Well, we talked about the Mercedes. I yeah, really like that. You both like the colour scheme. Mm. I think I would like it more if the Red Bull wasn't a similar colour. Right, they're both sort of quite dark, aren't they? Yeah. I didn't like it two years ago when it was just Red Bull and Mercedes and it was just like these very dark based cars at the front i just thought we need a bit more color here um right, right so um the, the big news okay um away from formula one uh it's been quite a big week for moto gp because they've had their their first pre-season test where the moto g where the moto gp riders are able to test they've only got two tests before the first race so um this was a three-day test in Sepang. Um, the first time the MotoGP riders have, have tested their, their new bikes. How's it gone, sir? Who's been doing well? Right. Um, no great surprises here. Um, Ducati popping the timesheets. Um, uh, Ducati in a very strong position last year. Um, their 2022 bike, when it started uh, the season, it wasn't fully developed. Um but the, the, the Ducati, the new Ducati, fully developed and they're good to go. Um, so they dominated the, the test. Another team. Do you is, think they'll? Do you think Ducati will be sort of back to their greatest? I guess this yes. year. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I mean, bearing in as, mind, as they were. As I said last year, they got off to a bit. Of, the, the factory team got off to a slow start because the 22 bike wasn't fully sorted. When that 22 bike was fully sorted, you know, we saw Bagnaia make up this sort of 90 point gap on Quattararo. So they're starting, um, they're hitting the ground running this time. I, I think Ducati, be it the Fatu team or the Primac team or whatever, I think Ducati's are, are going to completely dominate this year. Um, the other team, that the other manufacturer rather, that did one of the tests, Aprilia, they're looking strong. But you look at their riders, Alicia Spargaro, uh, I think the sort of general feeling is that his chance to win the championship really was last year, and, and maybe that was his moment. Um, Vinales, brilliant in pre-season testing. He's brilliant when there's a clear track in front of him, not very good at mixing it, you know, when it comes to sort of 
the argy bargy of racing he's not so good at that Miguel Oliveira is, is perhaps a pretty as um, you know greatest hope of, of challenging the, the, the Ducatis uh, now Yamaha what 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 is Quattararo hoping for from this year's Yamaha do you know I'd have, I'd have thought he'd be expecting a world championship contender you are right but there's something specific I guess that's the same for everyone you are right there's something specific that he was hoping for for this year which last year's bike didn't really have which he complained a lot last year about Imagine is this something quite technical not really straight line speed straight line Don't speed worry. Yeah, with straight line speed, the, the Yamaha has always been lacking straight line speed. Well, they seem to have got that. So the test went quite well for Yamaha. They've got the straight line speed. They're right up there uh, on the, the speed charts. Um, the test went well up until the last day when uh, everybody was trying to put in sort of qualifying sort of type, type laps. And on the last day, uh, the Yamahas ended up 19th and 20th. They got they had an right. issue with issue with one lap pace, um, so on sort of um, low fuel and soft tires they didn't have the pace at all. Now, hopefully they, they'll get that sorted in, in the next test test, which is about a month away. If they don't get that one lap performance sorted, that they'll be toast because qualifying for this year determines not just the grid for the MotoGP, it also determines the grid for the sprint race. So if they can't get, you know, qualifying performance out of the bike, they've had it. Um, are they having sprints at every they are. every race weekend? Every, well, they are doing it every single race weekend. Um, I completely forgot about that. Too. Well, I, I mean, personally, I'd rather they didn't do sprints at all. If you're going to do sprints, then do them with it. Do them at every single race weekend. I don't like. I've said this many times before. I don't like the Formula One thing where they have about five or six sprints. Um, yeah, I understand that. I so think it's a bit silly the whole sprint thing. Y- you are right. Um, teams who are struggling, or some manufacturers who are struggling, and uh, obviously as a result, their their, their teams are as well. Uh, KTM, I think I've got got quite a lot of work to do. Honda. No great surprise, Honda was struggling in testing. They've got, got a lot of work to do. The best thing about Honda is that Mark Marquez is fully fit. That's um, good news. Mateo's going to be in for a shock this year. His poor old uh, Rins and Mir, who were on the Suzuki's last year, they've gone from one of the best bikes onto the worst bike. So. Uh, oh, because Suzuki just stopped, didn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I, was, listening, I was listening to the, the Crash.net podcast. And Keith Ewan and Co were all very, very excited about this coming season. Now, don't get me wrong; I'll be really excited, you know, when the first race comes round. But the fact is, we haven't got Suzuki, and Ducati look unbelievably strong. So, I'm not as excited as they are because my concern is that Ducati are going to completely dominate. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, it'll just be more competitive than F1, though, won't it? Well, absolutely. And of course, the thing is, okay, Ducati might dominate, but there are uh, four Ducati teams. So you've got the factory team, the the Pramac team, the the VR46 team, and the Cressini team. So, you know, there are eight riders on competitive bikes there. So it might just be the racings between those those eight riders. Hey-ho. 
Um, right, uh, moving on. Obviously, the, the, the next test, uh, which is at Portimao, um, that'll tell us a little, you know, um, more about um, how the teams are going to fare. Uh, you know, if, if Honda can sort out their issues and if KTM can sort out their issues at the next test, then we could have a really good season. Right, uh, moving on. Um, who am I? So I'm going to read out three statements. Um, and I've made I've made this as difficult as possible, really. Uh, I haven't gone for any, you know, facts which are too, which would help you too much. So thinking caps on, here we go. Statement number one. In 2000, I won the British Formula Renault Championship. The next one. I only competed in 23 car races before, rate, before making my F1 debut. That's interesting, isn't it? Only 23 car races. Okay, and my last one is um, I I did some NASCAR racing recently. Now, Joe, you're nodding your head. I think Joe might even know. Joe, what are you thinking? I think from the second clue, I think yeah. it's. Should I say it? Or should yeah. I give my reasoning? Uh, yeah, Kimi give me your reasoning first, and then say who you think because, it is. Uh, uh, I know this person didn't uh, didn't do or didn't compete in Formula Two and went straight from Formula Three to Formula One, and that would make yeah, sense. Hold on, hold on. He didn't do Formula Three either. Did he not? Okay. Yeah. I know he didn't do Formula Two. He didn't do Formula Three either, and so that might explain why there's such a lack of racing before Formula One. So I'm going yeah. to guess Kimi Raikkonen. It was Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, well done. I, I I remember that. I mean, gosh, the leap from British Formula Renault. Now, the form, British Formula—I mean, Formula Renault—is the step down from Formula Three. So to go from a very low rung on the ladder to all the way up to Formula One—that was—that was an extraordinary thing. For uh, who signed him? It was. Could have been Sauber. 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 Yes, they're right. It was Sauber who signed. I, I remember being very excited before. 2001 season um, excited about how this Kimi Raikkonen would do I mean surely he would be completely at sea having come from Formula Renault straight into Formula 1 but but he was very competitive uh, from the word go um, I I think I must have seen Kimi Raikkonen in Formula Renault um, yeah I'm, I'm, there, there were lots of um, other clues I, I could have given, given you uh, one of them I was thinking about was I took a two-year sabbatical from Formula One uh, in 2010. Um, I could have said I competed in the World Rally Championship. Did you, did you know that? The Raikkonen competed in the World Rally Championship. No, but I think I'd seen something about him in NASCAR. Yeah, I, think I knew that. Yeah, I knew that he saw like since his retirement, he was he looked into to going into more like rally driving. Yeah. Well, I think Valtteri Bottas has done quite a bit as well. Like in his off season, he just goes around Finland and does that. like rally yeah. competitions. Yeah. So I think in in Raikkonen's sabbatical, I think he did two years of WRC. I think uh, that NASCAR, the, the, the NASCAR racing, I think was was last year. Very good. Um, I, I didn't realise. I've got a quote well. of the day. Oh, well done, well done. Off you go then. 
You're vibe. He's <laughs> laughing. He's like, try again. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Now, I hope you've done your... He's finding this very amusing. Now, Joe, I hope you've yeah. done your planning and, and, and given us a link to, to Formula One here. Yeah. Can, you, can you repeat it again, please? Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so explain explain what that means to you. Um, well, it's, first of all, it's a great quote because it rhymes. Yes. Um, your vibe attracts your tribe. It could be like uh, a team principal's vibe could attract the rest of the team. Um, so if it's like an aggressive team principal like uh, Christian Horner, it has attracted an aggressive driver in Max Verstappen. So Christian Horner's vibe has attracted yeah. Red Bull's tribe, has created Red Bull's tribe. We've done, I tell you what, you've done pretty well there, because when I asked yeah. you the question, linked that to, to, to motorsport, I thought there's no way you can, you, you're going to be able to do that. I mean, clearly, as you've just you've just looked this quote up. Uh, as no, <laughs> no. I tried to find the worst one, I'll have you know, and I think I've done quite a good job. That is awful. It does rhyme, though. It does. Yeah, at least it arrived. That's what that makes that that makes up for it. That is, that is the I think that is the worst quote I've presented today. And it's by far the worst we've had. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of um, Alan Partridge? Yeah, of course, of course. Alan Partridge yeah. says that that they said poems poems which rhyme are far superior to ones that don't uh, because the, the author has done a little bit more work to get the words to rhyme. I quite like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, th- thank you for that. Uh, Joe, um, I'm gonna uh, moving on. That there, there was some, well, there is some racing going on at the moment. Um, something called the Asian Le Mans series. Uh, that is a two venue, four round championship for Le Mans type cars. No, not the the hypercars or um, the GTP cars. It's the top class. The Asian Le Mans series is the P2s. Um, so it's a four round, two venue championship, which actually takes place over the course of a week. So they had two rounds last weekend uh, at Dubai, a four hour race on Saturday, round one, round two was a four hour race on Sunday. And this weekend, um, the venue is Abu Dhabi, great circuit, a four hour race on Saturday and a four hour race on Sunday. And that's the end of the championship. Uh, that can be watched, by the way, uh, on YouTube. Um, so live coverage on YouTube. Um, the results from last weekend, I'm going to pick out the second race. Uh, in the second race, the Inter-Europol team won. I was quite pleased about that because the Inter-Europol team, um, their P2 car, has a brilliant colour scheme. We talk about the lack of colour in Formula 1. The Inter Europol P2 car is, it sounds terrible, but it looks brilliant. The colours are lime green and yellow. That doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great. The car looks amazing. I know. Um, What's it called? Let me have a look at it. It's the uh, Inter Europol um, um, Aurica. That's the, the P2 cars are all Aurecas. But the car looks amazing in those colours. So I was really pleased that um, that, that team won. 
Yeah, it does look all right. Yeah. Also, another reason why I quite like that team is when I went to Paul Ricard. Um, oh God, what year was that? I forget now. Maybe it's twenty. I'm guessing. Uh, hang on. Yeah. That's the car that um, hosts the show, isn't it? That's the car. It is. The yes, show. you are right. Our logo is a photograph of. It's it's not the exact car. It is the Inter Europol team. Our logo is um, the Inter Europol Liger. They had a Liger, and then they ditched the Liger for Anorica. But you, well, 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 well done, Joe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think if we make enough money from it, we should sponsor it for a race or so. Let's just have the pit stop logo on the side. I think that'd be good. Well, as long as it's very, very, very cheap to sponsor them, that could be a possibility. Be so great. yeah, you're right. So. Um, our logo is that team. They won. That was their first ever win in P2. Um, so that was really good. And also, when I was at Paul Ricard in about 2017, I think it was, uh, I bumped into, well, Graham Goodwin is one of the commentators. And I actually saw him and I had a chat with him. And he introduced me to some of the team members of the Inter Europol team. And they were very, very friendly. And actually, when I went to other uh, European Amon Series races at places like, you know, Spa and Silverstone, I would I would sort of go up to the garage and say hello, and they, they kind of recognise me. So, a really nice team. The car looks amazing. We need it does. It does. It look it does. Um, my other favourite colour scheme. I mentioned this before. Is in the IMSA series the um, the uh, the Cadillac, the yellow and black Cadillac. Looks. I love that. I've I've said this many times before. I love yellow as a colour scheme for. Um, race cars. There's no yellow in Formula One, is there? There was Renault, but not anymore. No. Well, yeah, there's yeah, only but, Renault. But... but Renault had lots of black. They they got to go. You got to go. You got to have yellow. It's got to be all yellow. Or I remember that the 2016 car. It looked like a banana. I like that. I took the mick out of it. Yeah, but I like. It that. was dreadful. Like you, you think, oh, that that might be alright, but it was awful. Oh, okay. Like, with the 2016 Renault, it was dreadful. Well, at least it was colourful. And it, it certainly was. Uh, as we as we've said before, the, the Formula One grid is lacking a bit of colour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Right. Uh, anything else? Let's have a look. Well, well, there's not obviously that there's two rounds, the last two rounds of the Asia Le Mans series um, this weekend. Um, oh no, some other news here. Sorry, um, Antonio Giovinazzi. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, Alfa Romeo driver. Yeah, he's been in the news. Do you know why? It's linked to sports cars. There we go. That should give you a bit of a clue. Is he competing at Le Mans or something? Well, he is. You are right. Which team uh, do you think I he's competing? Well, think about who he raced um, for in Formula One, and there's a link. Whereas with Alfa Romeo, yes, who are the power, who... test driver for a bit. Yeah. Okay. So, so must be there, Ed. I think you made that. So link. maybe. A, like a, a team that drives like a Ferrari, like one of those GT3 cars, maybe? No, you're very, you're, you're unbelievable. You, you missed the obvious thing. You missed the obvious. Uh, I think what? you're just going to have to tell me, so I What's don't think Ferrari, I'm going to get it. The Ferrari hypercar. Oh, right. Ferrari have a hypercar. Uh, yeah. so that, make, that, makes, that doesn't make sense. Is, uh, is racing, you are right, the, a Ferrari at Le Mans, but he's, he, but he's, in, the, he's in the hypercar team. Um, oh. so that's really good. And of course, I'll be seeing I'll be seeing that Ferrari in in April, um, round round. I'm going to say round two. It might be round three. I'm not sure of the uh, 
of the uh, WEC. Excellent. Um, I think we'll probably leave it there. There's not much going on. We've, we've, we've had most of the Formula One reveals. I'm actually going off skiing uh, on Friday. So I'm not going to be around sort of next week. So I think we'll, we'll leave it next week and we'll get back mm -hmm. together um, uh, yeah. the week after that. So, so uh, Drive to Survive is coming oh. out on the 24th. So we might have some, some of that to talk about potentially. Fantastic. Well, there we, well, as well as more drive, drive uh, car reveals and that sort right. of thing. Well, I don't have I don't have Netflix anymore, so you're going to have to uh, tell me all about uh, Drive to Survive uh, next time. Will do, sir. That's not an issue. Brilliant. Okay. Well, well, until then, um, it's goodbye. The presenters were Nick, Joe, and Ed. The show was edited and produced by Nick. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started. So head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.